What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the career of director David Fincher and the movie Uncharted. First, let's talk about David Fincher. After directing music videos and commercials, Fincher's first film was the much maligned Alien Free, and it's been widely reported that Fincher did not get along with the studio, and since its release, Fincher has widely denounced the film. It's weird his career started with a franchise movie and then went in a another direction. Today it's the opposite. Filmmakers start off with a smaller movie and then make studio fare. Also, it doesn't feel like today's directors are given a second chance. If their first movie bombs, they have to come out of the gate as great. Fincher's sophomore film was a big breakout hit, the serial killer film Seven starring Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, and Gwyneth Paltrow. This masterpiece still holds up. We all know the iconic scene at the end where Brad Brad Pitt's character yells what's in the box. It's one of the best film endings of all time. This is the best use ever in a movie of an older cynical cop paired with a wide-eyed rookie. The dynamic between Pitt and Freeman makes this movie special. The film 7 made close to $330 million at the box office. It immediately put Fincher on the map as one of the best directors. Fincher followed it up with the movie The Game starring Michael Douglas and Sean Penn, a good movie not a great one, and then reunited with Brad Pitt on the super polarizing fight club with Edward Norton, Helena Bonham Carter, and Jared Leto. There are some people who think Fight Club is one of the best movies of all time, and there are some who don't understand the weird sense of humor that the movie has. I think it's some of Brad Pitt's best work. He doesn't have to lead the movie, he just has to play this avatar for Edward Norton's character. It's crazy that after all these years, we're still breaking the number one rule of Fight Club. We're still talking about Fight Club. Fincher was one of the earliest to cast eventual movie star Kristen Stewart in Panic Room along with Jodie Foster in a role that was supposed to be played by Nicole Kidman. Then back to back he made Zodiac, a movie about the Zodiac Killer starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Mark Ruffalo, Robert Downey Jr., and Chloe Sevigny, which did not fare well at the box office but is now looked upon as arguably his best movie. And then then he made The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, his third film with Brad Pitt. It also stars Kate Blanchett, Mahershala Ali, and Taraji P. Henson. And for it, Fincher received his first Oscar nomination for Best Director. The moment Fincher, in my eyes, went to another level is when he directed, by most people's standards, the best film of the 2010s, The Social Network. He directed, along with Aaron Sorkin writing the script. Looking back, it's insane this movie did not win Best Picture at the Oscars. It's it's Fincher's most entertaining film. It's his most mainstream film as well. His earlier films, Seven, Fight Club, and Zodiac are way darker. And what's super impressive is the next year he made the movie, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I think he's one of the few directors who is capable of directing both of those kind of movies. Fincher next turned the hit book Gone Girl into a movie starring Rosamund Pike. The movie turned her into a star. She was nominated for Best Actress at the Oscars. And Ben Affleck like in one of his best roles. And after that film, he took a long break to concentrate on two hit Netflix shows. He played a big role in the first hit 
Muppet Show for the streamer House of Cards, and then he focused on the serial killer series Mindhunter. In 2020, he made his return to film with the black and white Mank, another polarizing film from Fincher. I think it's a great movie. Gary Oldman, Amanda Seyfried, Lily Collins, and Tumbance Middleton are fantastic in it. It was my second favorite film of that year, only behind Spike Lee's The Five Bloods. It's simply one of the best movies ever made about a screenwriter. The most discussed thing about Fincher is he famously does a lot of takes. He's the anti-Clint Eastwood who will only do one or two takes per scene. For example, it's been speculated that Fincher drove Jake Gyllenhaal mad on the set of Zodiac with the amount of takes they did on that film. And some people use this to make fun of or critique Fincher, but you can't argue the results. He's only made really good to great movies and has gotten my favorite performances from numerous movie stars, including Jesse Eisenberg, Rooney Mara, Morgan Freeman, Helena Bonham Carter, and Amanda Seyfried. He also gets unique performances from super well-known movie stars like Brad Pitt has never been anything like he is in Fight Club with any other director. Those are the type of performances I want to see from someone like Brad Pitt. I think those two have formed one of the best actor-director duos of all time, like Seven and Fight Club alone. I don't love The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, but I really do respect it. My favorite David Fincher movie is, of course, The Social Network. It introduced me to three of my favorite performers, Jesse Eisenberg, Rooney Mara, and Andrew Garfield. I also love Justin Timberlake in this movie. The dialogue of this film will live on forever. The brilliant thing about it is it's not a movie about Facebook. It's a movie about young people not knowing how to deal with early success. The other thing about that movie that's so impressive is its rewatchability. Like, you get as excited watching it as the first time you saw it, no matter if you're on the 30th time viewing. Like, it's that exciting of a movie. And yeah, I can look back at that movie now and say it's filled with a bunch of movie stars because those people have gone on to movie stardom. But Andrew Garfield was not Spider-Man. Jesse Eisenberg was not Lex Luthor. Like, these were not super well-known movie stars yet. Rooney Mara, I had no idea who she was the first time I saw this movie. Really, the only star power is Justin Timberlake playing Sean Parker. I mean, he kind of discovered a lot of people with this movie. I mean, Dakota Johnson is in this movie. Max Magella is in this movie. These people have gone on to an enormous amount of success. And yet, there's still a tiny part of me that wonders, is Jesse Eisenberg ever going to be as good as he was in The Social Network? The same with Andrew Garfield. I do like Andrew Garfield a lot in Tick, Tick, Boom, but him as Eduardo Saverin might be as good as his career is ever going to get. Like, you're never going to see a movie like The Social Network again. And I think a movie like The Social Network shows the downside of the Oscars. Like, the movies shouldn't be rewarded the year they come out, because The Social Network has lived on. We are still talking about this movie. We are still talking about these performances. No one is talking about The King's Speech. I like The King's Speech. I'm a big Colin Firth fan. I think it is a very good movie, but it has not grown in stature like The Social Network has, or like Moneyball has. Like, these movies have developed over time a massive popularity. Like, they are still as big as the day they came out. I think we should reward movies over time more and not in the moment. The most underrated Fincher movie is The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. The movie has one of the best performances I've ever seen, Rooney Mara as Elizabeth Salander. And it has my favorite Daniel Craig performance ever. I get it. We all love him as James Bond, but you have to watch his performance in this movie. And getting back to Rooney Mara, 
Sarah. It is a crime she did not win the Oscar that year for Best Lead Actress. Like, it is one of the all-time performances. She really went for it. It's something special. It's something unique. And I've never seen anything like it since. In my opinion, it's a perfect thriller. And the sad thing about it is they weren't able to make the sequels. Like, David Fincher was not given a chance to do the sequel. Rooney Mara never got to play this character again. They did a sequel without the two of them. That's, from what I've heard, is a really bad movie. I would have loved for this to have become a franchise. The movie is an example of everything David Fincher is great at doing. It is a really dark yet super entertaining movie. With a loaded cast to go with Mara and Craig. You have Robin Wright. You have Christopher Plummer. You have Stellan Skarsgård in one of his best roles. Fincher's next movie is The Killer with Michael Fassbender and Tilda Swinton. And I can't wait for this one. Fassbender is one of my favorite actors. And he really hasn't been in a lot of movies recently. I mean, it's interesting to note that David Fincher was originally going to direct the Steve Jobs movie that Michael Fassbender starred in. I mean, that would have been a way different movie. I love that movie. I think it's Michael Fassbender's last great performance. Hopefully, Michael Fassbender is going to be great in this one. And another reason to get excited about it is because it's written by Andrew Kevin Walker, the writer of Seven. David Fincher is one of the best directors of his generation and of all time for that reason. And I feel like one of the reasons he isn't as glorified as his contemporaries Wes Anderson, Quentin Tarantino, or Paul Thomas Anderson is because Fincher doesn't write the movies he directs. I don't think that makes him any less of an auteur filmmaker. Spielberg and Scorsese also don't write the screenplays for their movies. You know when you're watching a film if it's a David Fincher movie. He has a clear vision. He's one of my all-time favorite filmmakers and I hope he continues to make brilliant movies. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Uncharted. Here's a quick synopsis. A young man, Nathan Drake, is convinced by treasure hunter Victor Sullivan to help him find gold and by doing so would reveal the location of Drake's lost brother. The film stars Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, Sophia Ali, Antonio Banderas, Tati Gabriel, and Rudy Panko. Standout performances. The duo of Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg is very fun. Let's start with Holland, who desperately needed a hit outside of Spider-Man and with Uncharted he got one and he's really good in it. It's a movie star persona. He turns up the charm to a thousand and it's super effective. And as much as I love Mark Wahlberg as a leading man I think he's far better in movies with other major stars like Free Kings with George Clooney The Departed with Leonardo DiCaprio Matt Damon and Jack Nicholson The Fighter with Christian Bale and Amy Adams and Two Guns with Denzel Washington. Wahlberg is just very very good going up against other very good actors and that's what he's doing with Tom Holland in this movie and the two of them have excellent chemistry. The breakout star of this movie is Sophia Ali who is playing the character Chloe who rightfully trusts no one in her search for the gold. I came into this movie a fan of Holland and Wahlberg and walked out a massive fan of Ali's. And if I can go on a quick side note I also have to mention it's really cool to see one of the stars of the massively popular Netflix show Outer Banks 
Pankow-Banks show up in this movie, and that's Rudy Pankow, who of course plays J.J. on the show. Tom Holland is next set to star in the Apple TV series The Crowded Room, along with Emmy Rossum, Amanda Seyfried, Christopher Abbott, and Sasha Lane, and is going to play Fred Astaire in an upcoming biopic. Mark Wahlberg's next projects include the movies Father Stew with Mel Gibson, Me Time with Kevin Hart and Regina Hall, and Arthur the King with Marvel star Simu Liu. I want to go on a quick tangent about Mark Wahlberg. He recently said that he might retire in the not-so-distant future, and a lot of people online have rejoiced over this fact. Like, come on, Mark Wahlberg is one of our best movie stars. He is the guy who made a good movie out of a guy in a talking teddy bear. This guy can make good movies. Does he sometimes make questionable movies? Absolutely. But I am still a massive, massive fan of Mark Wahlberg, and you should not be celebrating a movie star's retirement. My one knock on Mark Wahlberg is not as him as an actor, it's who he chooses to work with when it comes to directors. He is at his absolute best when he is working with great filmmakers like Paul Thomas Anderson, Martin Scorsese, James Gray, or David O. Russell. Those are the type of filmmakers Mark Wahlberg should be working with. Not more Peter Berg movies. He's made some good Peter Berg movies, but maybe less of those and more movies with great directors. That's what I want out of Mark Wahlberg's career. I don't want him to retire. He's one of our last significant movie stars. I'm a big fan of the director of Uncharted, Ruben Fleischer. He has directed the Zombieland films with Oscar-nominated actors Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, Woody Harrelson, and Abigail Breslin. 30 Minutes or Less, again with Eisenberg, Aziz Ansari, and Danny McBride. That's an underrated comedy. Gangster Squad with Ryan Gosling, Josh Brolin, Emma Stone, Anthony Mackie, and Sean Penn, which is a super flawed film, yet still very entertaining. Whether you like his work or not, he makes hit movies. He made the first Venom film, which made over $900 million, and I really like that film. Don't love it, and Uncharted is the second highest grossing film of 2022, behind only the Batman. Fleischer is just really good at working with movie stars. Like, I love his work with Jesse Eisenberg. I mean, I know people have mixed feelings about Tom Hardy in the Venom movies, but he's really good in that first one. And in Uncharted, he got really good performances from both Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. This movie has been in the works for the last decade or so with a lot of different directors. David O. Russell, who was going to make a version of the movie with Mark Wahlberg playing the role of Nathan Drake, not Victor Sullivan. Sean Levy was going to direct. Dan Trachenberg, the director of 10 Cloverfield Lane, was going to direct. And Travis Knight, who went on to direct Bumblebee, were all attached to direct the movie at one point. Personally, I liked Uncharted way more than I expected to, and maybe that has to do with the fact that I'm not an avid player of the video game Uncharted. Maybe if I was, I might have been disappointed by the film version. That's the issue with most movies based on video games. For example, Prince of Persia, Warcraft, and Assassin's Creed are nowhere near as good as the games they are based on, and are often really bad. I never watched the recent movies based on Sonic the Hedgehog, but I find it really hard to believe that it's better than the video game I grew up playing. That's the thing about movies based on video games. The people that are most critical of them are the ones who grew up playing the game. Like, I have a relationship with the Sonic the Hedgehog. I have a relationship with Mario. So when the new Mario movie comes out with Chris Pratt, 
Pratt, I might be more critical of it than someone who never really played the game Super Mario Brothers. And the video game movies I end up enjoying the most are the ones of the video games I didn't play. Like, for example, I really liked Pokemon Detective Pikachu. I never played that game. I liked what Ryan Reynolds was doing in that movie. I really enjoyed that movie. But if I had been an avid player of that game, maybe I would have been devastated by it. When it comes to studio movies, I don't understand how they are getting reviewed in modern times. For what I wanted out of the movie Uncharted is what I got. Its action sequences are good. It stars charming movie stars. It's a fun movie. One of the aspects I liked most about it was the main character, Nathan Drake, doesn't know who to trust. He thinks all of these people he's working with would pick the gold over him. Critics didn't like this movie, and they liked movies like Free Guy and Death on the Nile more, and I don't understand. I think Uncharted is just as good, if not better, especially in the case of Death on the Nile. I just don't understand what critics wanted out of this movie. Is it the greatest plot ever? No, but it's what studio movies should be. Fun and entertaining. Here's how I view this. I think you should diss movies when they are not what they want to be. I think Uncharted is exactly what it wants to be. It wants to be a mindless treasure hunt movie and it does so very effectively. When I criticize a movie, I criticize it because I think it thinks it's something that it's not. Uncharted is absolutely what it wants to be. It wants to be a mindless fun movie that you can watch with your family. It's a good time. It doesn't want to be more than that. I think the movies that deserve criticism are the ones that are something that they are not. They are trying to be something that they're not. Uncharted is not trying to do that at all. It is exactly what these people wanted to make. So I watched that and I go, oh, this is what you wanted to make and you did it? Congratulations, you made a really good movie. And while I understand the critique that maybe this movie isn't as good as the video game, I don't think that should be used against the movie itself. Is this movie better than most blockbusters being made today? I think so, absolutely. I like this movie more so than most of the other blockbusters that are out there right now. Like, Uncharted is just as good as Free Guy, yet people seem to like Free Guy a lot more. And I really did like Free Guy. Jodie Comer, Ryan Reynolds, that movie was really good. I think Uncharted is just as good, if not better. I've also heard this critique of the movie. Well, it's no Indiana Jones. Come on. This was never going to be Indiana Jones, and I don't think they wanted it to be Indiana Jones. Tom Holland was not going to play a character more iconic than Indiana Jones. Even if you are a massive fan of the video game, sorry to say this, Nathan Drake is no Indiana Jones. Tom Holland is no Harrison Ford. But for what it is, Uncharted is a really good, fun movie. Overall, Uncharted is the action-adventure movie I wanted it to be. And I think the highest compliment I can give this movie and Tom Holland is, I want him to continue to play this character the way he plays Peter Parker in Spider-Man. I want to see where they could take this franchise. I think this is the type of franchise that could get better as it goes. This is a really good start. I want to see where it can go from here. Sometimes movies can be as simple as, I just want to see Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg hang out. Can't I have that? And this movie delivered on that. I went into this movie thinking it was going to be bad and it was far from that. It was fun. It was a good time. Tom Holland was really good in this character. Mark Wahlberg, there's been a lot of criticism of this performance. I don't 
think that criticism is warranted. He's really good in this movie. Also, I just love it when a rising movie star like Tom Holland is paired with an older movie star in Mark Wahlberg. That's the big selling point, seeing these two on screen together. Holland and Wahlberg did exactly what movie stars are supposed to do. They are supposed to make you care about a movie and characters you didn't care about before you entered the movie theater. And that's what they did. Again, I walked into this movie not really knowing the whole Uncharted thing. I didn't really play the game. I walked out of the movie and now I care about these characters and I care about this as a franchise moving forward. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday. I highly recommend you go back and check out all the work of director David Fincher and watch the movie Uncharted. Next week on the podcast, I'm talking about the careers of actors Nat and Alex Wolf in the movie The Outfit, starring Dylan O'Brien, Zoe Deutsch, Mark Rylance, and Johnny Flynn. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you.